Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast, where you can learn how to improve your diet, lose fat, and get fitter in a sustainable and fun way without spending hours in the gym. Here is your host, Darren Kirby. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is the number one podcast for dads in their 40s who want to improve their health and fitness. This is episode 87, and today is with yours truly, and we're going to be discussing the ever-important topic of motivation. So let's jump into the episode then, guys. So motivation is one of the most interesting, I think, topics around when you're considering in relation to uh, health and fitness. You know, you, you start off when you've made the decision that you want to make the change, very motivated, very driven, you know, uh, full of hope, full of excitement. Um, and then, you know, after a period of time, either life gets in the way, you know, things happen, which means that you can't either do your workout or you haven't perhaps got the, um, the food in the house to, to, to do the diet. And so motivation gradually drops off and, and, you know, you hear it all the time. Uh, and I get asked questions all the time. People say, well, how do I keep motivated? What, what tips can you give me around staying motivated, um, to work out so that's obviously the topic of of the conversation today and really the first thing um that i always say to people is that um motivation will get you started but motivation won't keep you going so it's really really important that you understand the reason why you want to to do it in the first place and this might sound very deep but it's it has quite a profound impact when you take the time to decide, right, I'm going to get fit and healthy, not just because aesthetic reasons, not just because you're going on holiday, it's no, look, I've decided that I, um, I'm i living on a healthy life, I'm not very active, you know, I want to make a change for the wife or for the partner, for the family, um, and I want to make this change permanent. So the best thing that I always advise is to just sit down and write it out. The psychological impact of you just writing it out will mean that it makes it a lot more real for you. Um, and there'll be things that come up actually in there when you write it out as to to why you, you've decided to make that change. And it will just cement it more in your mind. Uh, and particularly when the going gets tough, you can mentally refer back to that. Um, and that will help um, with with kind of helping your your motivation or the days when you don't feel like doing a workout or when it's raining when it's cold in the winter uh, and not going to the gym so that's the first thing is you know make sure you've got a reason why the second thing is have a goal um, and that can be you know the goal is personal to you it can mean anything for any reason it doesn't have to be this big outlandish lofty goal that you're going to go and run 10 marathons in 10 days or whatever. It just needs to be relevant to you. So that could be, you know, as, as much as taking part in your first um, park run, doing your first 5K. Um, it could be, you know, that you want to cycle 30, 40 miles. It could be that you want to, you know, enter. There's lots of, um, you know, obstacle course races now. Well, 
at the time of recording this there's not but when there is you know you wanted to do a tough mudder or something like that so that's often very very helpful to set a goal it could you know your goal could also be you that you wanted to um drop a certain amount of weight or get rid of your belly by a certain anniversary so that could be you know a wedding anniversary it could be a, a kind of a special time where you you have it as an anniversary a kid's birthday or whatever so you know the the goal should be personal to you um the thing around events though and this is what really works for me and that is when i when i know that i've got an event booked um and I've paid for it. The psychological impact for me is like, well, I want to make sure that I'm turn up to that event in the best possible condition, you know, that I can be in order to do an X time or, you know, to beat an X person or whatever. Not that I do that, but um, but de- generally when I do events, it's, it's, it's time-based. I want to achieve a certain time. And that also goes to help as well because... You, you've paid for it you've booked it there's a date in the diary when that event is going to occur and so every day that you feel you know not like training you don't feel like motivated you just recall that date in your mind and you just ask yourself these questions and and for me I was sharing this with um some guys last night and that is for me do what well, I ask myself when it's raining and it's cold and I don't want to go out for that run when I turn up on that fin- that start line for my next event do I want to turn up there in the best possible sh- possible shape? And number two is when I cross the finish line, do I want to cross the finish line and look at my time and be really disappointed and, get, and think back, had I not missed all those workouts, I would have actually achieved my time. And generally the answer is always no, right? I don't, I, don't want that. I don't want those things to happen. And so that kind of is like, right, I'm just going to go out and do that run. I know when I've done the run, you know, I feel better when I come back and all the rest of it. So, you know, so that's number two setting um goals really um number three is this is i i think this works really really well for me um and i think it's it's really relevant particularly when you have a busy career busy lives busy families as pretty much most of us do and that is setting your workouts in your calendar we've all got smartphones so you might your most optimal time to work out might be in the morning, right? So you set the time at six a.m., seven a.m., eight a.m. Doesn't really matter. You set that in your in your calendar, and that and your phone alerts you every morning. Just work out when it's eight o'clock. Okay. You might not be able to do that workout at eight o'clock because you have a meeting, you're on a different shift pattern, all the rest of it. But by the very nature of the fact that that's alerted you and that's been in your calendar, you are more inclined to actually do it. Um, So the biggest thing that I always say is if you can't do it at the time when it alerts, you just move it to, excuse me, to either a different time or even a different day. You know, there's nothing to stop you from working out twice in a day um, again providing you have the time so putting it in the calendar really really helps and kind of almost it's like your phone holding you accountable um, in some ways Um, the other thing really is coming on from from kind of putting it in your um, calendar and that is being adaptable so like I said you know you might not be able to do the workout at 8 a.m. Uh, when you you know when it's scheduled 
but just being able to adapt. So not saying, oh, I can't do it at 8 a.m., so then just sacking it off and actually not doing it at all. Like, move it to a different time in the day. So making sure that you're adaptable. You know, there's plenty of other times in the day when you can train. Um, and then the next thing I want to kind of tags on to the end of the adaptability, really, and that is knowing when the best time for you is to train. So for me, the best time for me to train to do my long endurance sessions and things like that is early in the morning. I'm way more switched on in the morning. I'm way more um, enthusiastic about doing it in the morning. If I then flip that to to the end of the day, you know, once you've either, when you come home from work or it's a weekend, you're spending time with a family, for me, that is a horrible time of the day for me to then go training because I'm, you know, you've already fatigued throughout the day, whether that's mentally, whether that's physically, you know, you've got schedules of either you want to go and see friends and family or, you know, you need to work late and things like that. So working out in the evening just doesn't work for me. So finding your most optimal time to train will um, definitely help, you know, keep that motivation up and, um making sure that you know that you actually do the workouts um the next one is enjoyment and this might sound again very basic but you have to enjoy what it is you do um if you don't enjoy it don't do it there's countless people that have gym memberships that go to the gym and absolutely hate it now there's two things really i mean if you go to the gym you absolutely hate it but when you're finished you feel amazing then i would say suffer that bit because you know the net effects at the end means you feel amazing but if you if you are dragging yourself to the gym you're dragging yourself around the gym and you're not really putting the effort in there's no point in doing it there's no point in you being there and you won't stay consistent and to reach whatever target fat loss goal weight loss goal it is that you want to reach you know one is motivation but two actually the other thing is consistency you have to stay consistent so if you don't enjoy it you won't stay consistent at it so find something that you enjoy there's thousands of various different exercise things that you can do from home hit workouts to sprints in the park to swimming to cycling you know there's martial arts you can do all of those are various different forms of fitness but find something that really, really lights you up, that you really get a buzz out of, that you enjoy, and you feel really, really good um, afterwards, because that will help you with consistency. And that comes on to my final point, and that is being consistent. Now, like I said, motivation will get you started, um, but motivation won't keep you going. And if you have, if you find you have to really, really motivate yourself, comes back to my last point, and that is you're not doing the thing that you really enjoy doing, so don't do it. Um, but yeah, it's staying consistent as well will help you get results. And this is slightly off on a tangent of the motivational thing, but it's just kind of um, occurred to me that, you know, that is one big area that I work with all of my one-to-one clients on, and that is staying consistent. Now you might not actually, um, you might not actually smash out every single workout, but as long as you're doing it consistently, and you have a deal with yourself whereby you say, 
I don't really feel like it today. I can't really feel on the motivation, but I'm going to do it to stay consistent and have a kind of deal with yourself and say, look, I'm going to go and do, um, I've got an 18 minute workout to do and I'll do a deal with myself. As long as I do half of it, that's enough. So as long as you do eight minutes and then you stop, that's enough. That's keeping consistent, which means you get the results. So I hope that helps. So basically to recap then, we talked about um, the reason why um, so having a strong reason why I'm writing that down, you know, having a goal, having a target. So whether that's an event, whether that's a park run, have that in your mind, you know, motivation will get you started, but it won't keep you going. Um, have it in your calendar. So schedule it in your calendar. Um, so it alerts you being adaptable as well. So if you can't do it, if, if, you know, life gets in the way or there's issues with the kids or whatever and you can't do your workout, you know, adapt that workout, move it to another day, slice and dice it, cut half of that workout and put it on one day and the other half on another day um, and make sure you're doing something that's uh, enjoyable uh, and then finally make sure um, you're being consistent. So I hope those, those tips uh, really help. You know, if you want to connect with me on social media, then um, on my Facebook page, our Facebook community, you can message me on Instagram. We have the Fitter Healthy Dad YouTube channel. You can email me, Darren with a double R at fitterhealthyadad.com, and I'll happily answer um, any of your fitness and nutritional related questions. Um, and then if you head over to the Fitter Healthier Dad website, so fitterhealthyadad.com. There's free resources on there. So we've got a, a five-day challenge that you can take part in. There's an also a 14-day fat loss kickstart. And then um, we've got our transformation program. So we've got our 90-10 30-day uh, transformation program, our 90-10 90-day transformation program, and our 90-10 um, plus one-to-one, which is the 90-day program with coaching. So that's all over on the Fitter Healthier Dad website. And uh, I look forward to the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Fitter Healthier Dad podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit subscribe. And I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on iTunes. All the links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes. And a full transcription is over at fitterhealthierdad.com. Mm-hmm.